Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two of our radio program here on FNTSY. Dan Strapper, George Kurtz with you for, uh, as I said, 60 more minutes. Going through week eight in the NFL, some start sits uh, in each and every game. We'll talk some DFS along the way. We'll talk some wagering as well. Uh, it is crazy. I, I should go back and just track uh, overall how Vegas is doing on the over-unders um, to see what hit, what didn't. I'm sure I, if I Googled it, I could find it. Um, but that is, uh, it's always intriguing to try to find edge. That is why we're here, trying to find edge in, in fantasy sports, trying to find edge uh, in gambling as well. And uh, if Vegas or if whatever book you use uh, is slow on the pickup uh, where you feel as though they're just not, pricing not scoring these games the way you see them going obviously take advantage of that and uh as offense continues to explode uh find i had a good friend in dfs jay walker uh who has since uh, moved on to do other work but he he made the point every week find the games you think vegas got wrong find them and and exploit them and and play them and make sure that you have those takes take a stand Take a stand and make a stand where you want to make your plays from. And that goes with gambling. That goes with uh, DFS most of all. Make that stand and say, this is the game I'm in on. I think Vegas is wrong. or I think the the general population is wrong. And I'm going to stack up there. So uh, it's been a fun DFS season thus far. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the show. Up next, a battle in the NFC East. Not sure if the Giants are going to trade anybody else off after this game. It's it's possible. They are clearly uh, looking towards 2019, maybe even 2020 with the way this roster is constructed. But 4-2 Washington Redskins, 1-6 New York Giants, uh, a game that has all the markings of... Um, Stay away for me. NFC East, uh, bad team on one side. Uh beat-up team on the other in Washington. Uh, But there are pieces here. There are pieces everywhere when we go through these games. Uh, 21.25, sorry, implied total for the Redskins, 21.25 for the Giants. A 42 over under was where it opened. 43.5 is where it sits now. George, uh, this is a a fun one, I think, to dissect. This Redskins team, three weeks in a row, has shut down opposing running backs, uh, but they've given up passes. And obviously, Barkley, great on the ground, but probably even better uh, through the air. So I'm not necessarily scared off of Barkley here, uh, but do you think this is a prime matchup? Do you think this is one where we see uh, sort of the video game style play we've seen from Barkley so far this year? Well, you mentioned the Redskins have been good against the run. Uh, So I think they'll keep him in check. You know, I don't think you're ever going to stop Barkley, but they'll keep him in check where he's not going to have a monster game here. Uh, I, I own Barkley in a couple of leagues. He, of course he starts. I don't even think about it against anybody. I'm not, I have no choice. There's no way I'm deep. I'm deep enough at running back not to start Barkley. I wish. Uh, but that's not happening. He goes here. Uh, I mean, the Redskins front seven is good. It's not great, but it's good. It can make life difficult. You know, they may be better against the run than they are versus the pass as far as getting to the quarterback, but they can still make difficult life difficult on Eli Manning. 
I think they're, uh, as far as sleeper DSTs this week, I think Washington's one of them. Because I do think they can uh, maybe get a couple of sacks on Eli, maybe force a turnover. And, you know, you never know what can happen after that. Uh, once again, sleeper uh, defense there. Uh, but listen, in some ways, saying could have been said about the Giants before they started trading players off. I don't love this Washington offense either. As for the Giants, uh, I'm not starting Eli Manning, of course. I'm starting Barkley. You're starting Beckham. Shepard, Ingram, Washington's good versus tight ends. Now, granted, they haven't faced a lot of ace tight ends. You know, but Ingram... Yeah. Even if you don't want, if you don't like him this week, who are you starting above him? I mean, are, you, are you deep enough that you're gonna have somebody better than Evan Ingram on your roster? I mean, good luck. Uh, it's just it, it's just not a deep position, so I think you have to start him. Reed's sort of in the same shape here. Who else is on your roster that you can uh, think about sitting Reed? Giants traditionally don't have very good uh, matchups versus tight ends. They let tight ends run wild. Uh, so I'm probably starting Reed this week. Once again, a hope and a prayer. That maybe this is the week Reed uh, shows up that Alex Smith actually looks for him. Strange year for Reed. Just strange. Sterling Shepard, uh, once again, isn't that wide receiver three flex category for me? I think Eli will have to get in the ball. I think they'll have some success throwing the football today, uh, tomorrow. Uh, if the game was today, too bad. It'd be played in Nor'easter. Uh, as for Washington, Adrian Peterson goes, and that might be about it. I mean, really. Yeah, Chris I... Thompson's back on the injury report, so I'm going to be careful there. But who else is starting on Washington? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. And you made mention that if the Giants didn't sort of pick apart their their team here, uh, they might have been an interesting defensive play. I don't see a ton to love from the Washington side. I also don't see where these points are going to be scored. <laughs> I, 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 43 and a half seems low, but I, I see this as a low scoring NFC East game. Um I think Barkley and Odell obviously are fine. I think Sterling Shepard's on the uptick. Um, so I think he's a, a fun DFS look this week. Uh, you look at um, you know someone like Norman. Listen, he doesn't shadow anyone, so you might get Shepard you know, matched up with him from time to time. You might get Beckham matched up with him from time to time. Um, and obviously, Washington could change their mind and decide Norman's going to be all over the field. But I just don't see that happening here. So I have no problem going with either of them. And I like Shepard the rest of the season. I think Sterling Shepard's somebody that you're going to continue to see get more and more looks um, as this season goes on. So don't mind them. And, and as much as I hate praising a, a Penn State graduate uh, or, or player, uh, Saquon Barkley is just so much fun to watch. So... Obviously, uh, he's a, a start in, in any league you're in, uh, pretty clearly, uh, no matter the matchup. I don't know that there's a, really a matchup that you're saying he, he would not be in the lineup simply because of all the different things he can do on both sides of the football. Uh, let's talk Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This is, yet again, another divisional game where I sort of throw that caveat out there of strange things happen. Uh, you have a 3-2-1 and one Pittsburgh Steelers team, a 2-4-1 Cleveland Browns team. And listen, I've said it a couple times, and I, it's not a if and but sort of uh, comment, but I guess it is. Um, Cleveland's a couple of plays away from being 4-2. Um, they, they've had some rough luck with some refereeing. They've had some rough luck uh, with some play calling. Uh, they have some rough luck with the guy who wears the headset and calls the plays in Hugh Jackson. Uh, but... Uh, this is a team that can play. It's a defense that can play. And that's not to say I would be staying away from any of these Steelers offensive players, George, but I don't know that it's going to be uh, the absolute onslaught from the Steelers that some people may believe coming into this one. 28.5 is your team total for Pittsburgh. 20.5 for Cleveland. It's a 49 over under, obviously. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 8 uh, here in the, the spread. I, I like... 
Pittsburgh to win here. I just think this one ends up being closer than maybe Vegas thinks it is right now, simply because of all the different pieces that go into it. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland is a legitimate NFL team now. They probably should have beaten Pittsburgh in uh, week one, you know, if not for uh, several miscues, shall we say. Others, they uh, they win that game. The Steelers, I mean, it's hard to talk about Pittsburgh without talking about Le'Veon Bell and what's going on there. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I mean, if you, if you own James Conner, you got to be like, thrilled because you're probably getting this week out of him. Maybe you're getting next week out of him now. Maybe the Steelers will put him on the exempt list when he shows up to give him a – because we don't know what kind of shape Bell's going to be in. Is anywhere near close to football shape? It's been two months now since the man's played. So, uh, And I'm, I own Carter in a couple of leagues. And one of those leagues, I own Bell too, though, and I don't know what's going to happen. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I think fantasy owners really should think about <laughs> divesting themselves of this situation because when Bell comes back, uh, we're going to be talking about this a lot. Who do you start, Bell, Connor? Connor Bell. It's going to be a split. Yep. It's going to be all Bell now. It's going to be a nightmare. But not this week. This week you're good with Connor. You're good with Smith Schuster. You're good with Antonio Brown. You're probably good with Ben Roethlisberger, depending on who your other quarterback is. I say that because Ben was drafted as a number two in most leagues, not as a number one. So you're good with your normal Steelers here. Baker Mayfield, if you're looking for another streaming quarterback, he is an option. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye, so they've had a lot of. A lot to look at as far as Bayfield. Mayfield is concerned. Bayfield. I uh, sort of combine the names there. So maybe that helps slow them down some. Nick Chubb is a definite running back two for me. A strong running back two. I have no problem starting him. And I have no problem starting Landry and Njoku as well. I think they're both. Uh, I think Njoku is starting to come along this year now. Mayfield's looking for him more. Landry is Landry. He'll get his uh, his catches here. So I think points will be scored here. I don't think it'll be, it'll be a monster shootout like we were talking about the other three games I mentioned. The Green Bay, Rams, KC, uh, Denver, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. But I think this will be the next tier down as far as points, where both teams may score in the upper 20s. Maybe Pittsburgh gets the 30. I think Pittsburgh wins the game, but points will be coming on the board. It'll be a fantasy-friendly game. Yep, uh, I agree there. And uh, is is Bayfield something he's been called? I feel like that's something the the kids would call him um, because of the whole like she's she's my. I misspoke, so I never heard that know, before. But- so I'm I'm not taking credit for that. I think you should. I'm going to t- now from this day forward, uh, George Kurtz will call Baker Mayfield Bayfield <laughs> and uh, I will sing it from the mountaintops. That it was all you uh, being hip and cool and young at heart uh, came up with that uh, that nickname for Baker Mayfield. Nonetheless, um, I, I mean, it. I, I, I like this game a lot and I think the points will be scored. I'm just tempering that I think Cleveland is better uh, than we might think they are defensively. Um, If you look at DVOA against the pass, they're number one. Uh, They're number one against the pass. Now, again, you have to sample size. We're getting there. Uh, And obviously, uh, this is a team that uh, has certain opponents and who they've played, and you have to take all of that into consideration. Uh, But they've been really good. Uh, And on the run, not as well. They're they're 25th. So I love Connor this week. I, I may actually, you know, fade uh, the wide receivers in this one go with Connor uh, in my DFS lineups and stay away. Hope to get uh, over the field uh, in ownership of Connor and then way under probably fading completely uh, Antonio Brown and, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, obviously, Brown's going to go for 15 catches, 200 yards and three scores because I said that. But um, nonetheless, um, it is a game I'm looking forward to watching, though, too. I, I've just uh, I become a big Cleveland Browns fan. Maybe it's because I'm a Jets fan to start with. I just love uh, lovable losers. Um, so <laughs> I will watch the Pittsburgh uh, Cleveland game this weekend. Uh, let's go next to Baltimore and Carolina. You made mention of this one before, George, and I want to give it its due here. Baltimore, potentially, 
uh, or maybe not potentially the best defense in, in the NFL, depending on what metrics you look at. They've been really solid this year. Um, you have Joe Flacco, who's played fairly well. Um, he's had some hiccups here and there. Their run game hasn't been uh, overly projectable week over week. And then on the other side, you have uh, the injury to Cam Newton and uh, what that could mean, especially in this matchup. Let's see, it's a 20.75 implied total for Carolina, 23.25 for Baltimore, 44 over under. You have minus 2.5 in favor of Baltimore. Uh, Looks like the percentage of money coming in heavy on Baltimore to start uh, from the book I'm looking at. How do you see this one? This could be a, a sort of a rock fight uh, in uh, Sunday's matchup. So one that I think the defenses may have more influence on than the offenses. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, so Baltimore, may, like I said, they may have the best defense in the NFL. Certainly it's top five, if not. So I think they'll be able to keep Carolina in check. Uh, I think uh, Cam Newton, I do wonder, talked about it earlier, with the shoulder injury, will they not want him running the ball? Yeah, you know, we've talked about this before over the years. That, uh, that you know maybe it's better for his health with the, uh, the concussion history for him not to run the ball, and he runs anyway. You know, some in some ways that's just, that's his game. He's going to run, even if you tell him not to. He's going to run. You know, maybe just they don't design runs, call running plays, uh, that sort of thing there. But I think they'll keep him in check. I'm not a big on Funches this week. I'm not big on Olson this week. I'm not really big on anyone on the Carolina offense this week, including CMC. I mean, you look at Christian McCaffrey. The last couple of weeks have been quiet. You know, it, the teams are. I think uh, defending him, saying, hey, we're not going to let you beat us. You know, if Carolina's going to beat us and they're winning their share of games, it's going to be somebody else. You know, we're going to force uh, Cam to throw the ball to Funches more, whatever it might be. And I think that keeps up this week. So, uh, well, you, listen, you're starting McCaffrey. Of course you are. You may have to start Funches. Maybe you're not deep enough to sit him. But they're not mortal luck guys who I think are going to win you weeks this week. There's going to be regular plays here. So that's my issue there. Uh, with the Ravens, uh, I mean, Alex Collins isn't getting a, you know, a ton of uh, ton of run here, but he's still uh, getting into the end zone now. I think uh, Javaris Allen does have some value, but it's a it's a flex play PPR league uh, going on there. Flacco's been solid. Uh, he's not someone who I would put as a streamer this week. I know some people like him this week. I think Carolina is good enough where to keep this game in check, where he's not going to have a monster week. There are other streaming quarterbacks I'd rather have over Flacco. We've talked about them earlier on the show. John Brown, Michael Crabtree are both in play here. Brown does need the big play, but he seems to hit it more often than not. But if he doesn't, eh, you're sort of stuck here. Crabtree and Flacco finally, the last couple of games, seem to be getting on uh, getting that chemistry down here where he's catching his share of passes. Brown's the big play guy here. Crabtree's more everything else, the underneath guy, but uh, the, uh, the medium routes, the intermediate routes there. So I, I like both to a degree, but once again, I'm not, I'm, truth is I'm not in love with anybody on either team in this game. Yep. Uh, no, I hear that, and I think uh, you make the good point about Crabtree. I know earlier in the season he had a, a number of drops, but it was just uh, struggling a bit. Uh, with Flacco, and you say, well, was it Flacco? Was it him? Uh, on the year, he ranks number one in the NFL for drops, and it's only listed at six, and that's a, it's almost a, a subjective stat to an extent, depending on where the pass is thrown and what was considered a catchable ball and, and the like. But six drops, number one overall, just ahead of uh, Keelan Cole, uh, who's in second with five on the year. But I have seen, to George's point, over the past couple of uh, weeks, uh, more consistency out of Crabtree. So we're, we're through the 1 o'clock, so we'll talk about the 4 o'clock in the next segment when we'll also uh, open up the phone lines uh, to anyone who wants to call in with a question, 844-843-6879. Always, you can tweet at us, at FNTSY Radio. 
with any questions as well. But George, you have your three televisions. You have your man cave. Uh, what three games will be up on those uh, TVs most of all uh, for these 1 p.m. games? Well, I do have my three TVs, but I can't choose. I can only only one TV can choose a game. That's just the way uh, you know Direct TV works. Here, you can't get uh, three different games. But I will have two local games. I imagine, obviously, local games means Giants and Jets will be on uh, each have a TV. And as far as the game, I'll be flicking back and forth with well, Tampa Bay Cincinnati because I think that's going to be extremely fantasy friendly. Uh, Denver KC, same thing here. Even Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland. I think a lot of points are going to be scored there. But I don't think there's a great game as far as an NFL game, a game that you have to watch. With some, with some weeks we get that. I always look at for big NFL games You know that uh, could determine a playoff spot, first place in the division. I'm not seeing that. I mean, I think the best game, uh, you look at the slate here, is it Seattle, Detroit, both mid-range teams here. I don't think it's the number one game here for me. So I think this will be a fantasy-friendly week. Just looking for the points in those uh, KC, Denver, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I want my fantasy points. Well, you got what I need, George. You got what I need. You say he's just a friend. Uh, Dan Trevor, George Kurtz here on Fantasy Sports Today. Plenty still to get to in the final 40 minutes. We will talk about the 4 p.m. games. We'll talk daily fantasy. We'll talk specific wagers uh, that we were looking at for week number eight. Plenty still to get to right here on Fantasy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dan Trapper, George Kurtz here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget, as always, want to remind you, the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means that you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. You've heard a lot about the DailyRoto.com NFL DFS optimizer here on the Fantasy Sports Network and how its subscribers are winning tournament prizes on FanDuel and DraftKings in the thousands, hundreds of thousands, and the seven $1 million winners they've produced. Well, now you can double your pleasure and cash in on the NBA Daily Fantasy Party 2. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. DailyRoto.com, the site where millionaires are made. George, we roll on to our 4 p.m.s. There are three of them this week. Uh, Colts, Raiders, uh, Packers, and Rams, and San Francisco, San Francisco, and Arizona. Just saw uh, in uh, one of my other uh, stomping grounds uh, Slack chat. A user shared this on Sunday. Los Angeles will be the first city ever to host an MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL game on the same day. All four games will be played within five miles of each other. And we all know how great the traffic is controlled in L.A. <laughs> to begin with. Um, so that's going to go swimming. Sure. Um, I assume 
people will have helicopters to fly from one to the other. Uh, but that's pretty pretty crazy to hear. Uh, obviously, with the Dodgers winning, uh, that'll force a game five. Uh, we'll see uh, what the matchup is after tonight's game. But that's insane that for all four pro sports uh, will be going on the same day uh, within five miles of each other there in Los Angeles, George. That's actually pretty cool. That'd be fun. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a great sports day if you're in a, obviously, obviously if you're an L.A. Uh, sports fan. You got a little bit of everything there. So, something's going to make you happy. Uh, it's funny when you were talking, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, what a swimmingly lovely day that'll be for traffic. That'll be fun. Uh, I mean... I want to say that the baseball game would get the most play, but I have, it'll be the football game. And I think uh, it's generally the way it is. Even though L.A., they haven't had a lot of football there over the last few decades, but that's the game. Um, uh, one of the big games of the week, right, that we're going to be talking about here, uh, L.A. Uh, Green Bay. I think Jared Goff's an interesting play here as far as – I don't think Green Bay could stop anybody. I think the defense is terrible. So the only thing I'm worried about Goff this week, Dan, is that this becomes a Todd Gurley game. You know, yep. the, uh, the Rams keep – they keep reminding me of the – Cowboys offense of the 90s with Troy Aikman. Aikman could have thrown over 30, 40 touchdown passes a year, but they didn't ask him to do that. They kept asking him to hit Michael Irvin or Jay Nowacek. They'd get the ball inside the 10-yard line, and then Emmett takes it in. And that's exactly what's going on this year. You know, go with the Rams. You know, Goff gets him to a certain degree, and then Gurley runs it in here. So that's always my worry with Goff as far as fantasy is concerned, is that it'll just be another three touchdowns for Todd Gurley and only two for uh, golf, and only two. But in today's NFL, that's not good enough for DFS. You know, that's just not good enough. You need more than that. That's why, as far as my, when I when I do my DFS lineups, I almost have to go with Patrick Mahomes and then work my way down. Yep, I, I don't. I don't think you're uh, incorrect there. Uh, with at least trying to get that uh, upside uh, for sure. We uh, want to go to the phones. Uh, good to hear uh, that Kenny's back. Kenny from Philadelphia. How you doing today, sir? How you doing, Danny? How you doing, Jersey? <laughs> I'm doing good, Kenny. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Mr. Mr. Blue Line here. Uh, let me get to my point. First, I got the question. Let me get the question out of the way. Uh, this is actually pretty sad. I already have uh, I have James White in both my season long, so I'm already starting him. So I need two out of these, out of these three in the PPR. Carlos Hyde, uh, Chris Godwin, and, uh, and Hogan for uh, New England. I need two. Ooh. Wow, this is, this is a much more difficult question, Ken. Usually, you guys are kind of uh, they're easy. Uh, Hyde, rough. We talked about him earlier. Rough matchup against Philadelphia, man. Uh, yeah. Godwin, I'm going with Godwin here. Uh, it's just too good. I think it's a lot of points going to be scored in that game. Hogan against Buffalo. Hyde, Hogan, Hyde. I'll go with Hyde. He's the safer play here. Uh, but I could ease if Gronk is out. If we find out tomorrow that Gronk is out here, then I think I'd probably switch to Hogan here. Uh, Buffalo looked terrible against Indianapolis last week on all facets of the game. But uh, I'll play it safe with Hyde unless Gronk, uh, we don't think Gronk's going to play. Then I'll go back to Hogan. All right, I got a point on D-Jax, and I got, I got I just two more things to say. Uh, the reason I thought that Deshaun Jackson would have been an option, I know that him and Jameis haven't, haven't connected, but the point that they moved out, went to the outside, leaves D-Jax, he gets, uh, what, the free safety or the safety, which is, like, I guess the third best in coverage. So, I mean, his routes are long, so... That's why I thought that he would have been probably a little bit better. Obviously, he was better with the other uh, quarterback, but I guess him and James haven't connected yet. But uh, just a point on that. On my uh, my uh, my midseason uh, bets, you know, I, you know, I got Oakland at eight and a half. Got them under. I'm probably going to win that. Philly ten and a half under. Probably. I'm probably going to win that. Uh, I got my Saints over at nine and a half. Of course, I'm going to win that. The only two I'm 
I'm, I'm kind of questionable about. Of course, I got the Bengals winning winning the division at 17 to one, and I got San Diego winning the division at 10 to one. So everything, those two are kind of up in the air. I'm, I, I feel pretty good about the other bets, and uh, just want to run off some DFS plays here for you guys. Sure, I go for it. I like, I like the way he was maybe. I, Kenny's maybe going to win the Oakland under eight and a half. Yeah, maybe. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to win. It was two hours. I had a question about was uh, was now the Pittsburgh's back. The Cincinnati uh, went in the division, and, and then the Chargers went in the division. Those are two I have. Quite, I'm, I'm pretty questionable about. But uh, I think I think this is the weekend that either Big Ben or Aaron Rodgers are going to break the sleep. Aaron Rodgers got the late afternoon hammer here. It's probably going to be a lot of points scored that that game, and I don't think anybody's going to play Ben and AB versus uh, versus three. That everyone's looking at Mahomes and everywhere else, but I think those guys are definitely. Uh, you might pair pair Ben with AB or pair with with Juju. Juju seems to do good against the Browns or whatever. So, I definitely like those guys. What do you guys think? I, I'm not I'm not on Pittsburgh this week. Uh, I've said it before. I, I like Connor. Uh, I don't love the wide receivers. And with that said, play them by all means because now I'm locking them in for gigantic weekends by by talking down on them. But um, I, I just I see Cleveland's defense as being good enough. I, I, that doesn't mean that. AB can't get his, you know, he's just so talented and we all know that not breaking any news there. Um, but I do think Aaron Rodgers. we haven't really talked in depth about uh, the green Bay side of that game. I love that play. And that's the play where I, I think you, you go with Rogers on his own, let him, you know, don't care pairing him with ever anyone. Um, I think he's going to be chasing that entire game and uh, he's somebody who can do it. You know, he can put his team on his back and throw for 400 plus yards and five TDs uh, in a matchup that you may get lower ownership on just because people see the Rams and for some reason think their defense is good when it's, it, it hasn't been over the past few weeks. Right. That was my overall point. Of course, I love the, of course, I love the Bengals. You know, I'm a closet Bengals fan. But uh, anyway, of course, I love the Bengals, maybe Tyler Boyd, Barkley. Of course, everybody going to play Gurley. What about that, uh, that Jets tight end? Hernan or whatever. We gotta think about home. At the cheap option. Uh I'm I can't play any Jets at this point <laughs> in the season. But, but what do you what do you got there, George? Again, we've talked about uh tight ends, some cheap tight ends here. Uh any thoughts there? Chris Herndon, okay. You, yeah, you cheap tight end, that's where you're going with here. Uh I get where Kenny's coming from though. Because it's only Jermaine Kerr's right now. So if yep. you need a shape tight end, it was, it was allowing you to get some of these other expensive players in your lineup. Absolutely. I can actually get on board with this. Because you're looking, once again, you're looking for a dartboard, though. You're looking to save some cash here. So I, I can get behind it. It's not something I would do, mind you. I think you can, yeah. I would look to do better, but I get the logic here. Once again, okay. you know, if you need to spend, save money here, I don't, I don't mind this. The Jets have no one else to throw to. All right, three defenses real quick, and I'll let you guys go. I know you guys are going to get, are going to, get to the Andy Oakland game, but I like Andy as a streamer, defense, KC, and, uh, and of course, the Dead Skins, of course. So uh, that's all I got. Hey, good luck, y'all, and I'll be talking to y'all next week again, all right? All right, Kenny. Be Take good, it Kenny. Easy. Always good to hear. Always good to hear from you. Uh, and uh, I appreciate the laugh there. Um, it's, it's a sad state for the New York Jets right now. Uh, we go back to the phones. It's Art in Tampa. Art, you're on with Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Day. Right, How are you doing this guys. morning? I've got a 12-team half-point PPR. I need help with a flex position. I got Duke Johnson, Willie Sneed, Taylor Gabriel, Greg Olson. Duke Sneed, Gabriel Olson. All right, uh, we're going to take Duke out there. Uh, he's not going. I'm not taking Sneed either. Uh, Olson. 
he's a name player right now. I, you'd have a hard time convincing me that he's completely healthy. It's a rough matchup against Baltimore. He's old and slow right now. I think Gabriel's the easy easy choice here. We talked about it earlier. Once again, Jets, no secondary. It's it's beat up. If these guys play, Allen Robinson may be out, which means Gabriel can get more targets than normal here. I'm going with Gabriel pretty easily here. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go, Art. Thanks for calling in. Uh, always uh, feel free to give us a call back. Follow us over on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Uh, George, I, I do want to touch on Kenny's uh, Green Bay Aaron Rodgers call here. You're talking uh, a lot about the, the Rams side, which with uh, complete uh, good reason because of the, the matchup and the high uh, upside for Todd Gurley. Uh, but this is a game I do love, Rodgers. It's a, a 23.5 implied total, minus 10 for the Rams. This Or minus 9.5, I guess, at this point. Opened at minus 10. Um, this has all the trappings to me of uh, an Aaron Rodgers ceiling game uh, where he just has to try to put the Packers on his back. Now, obviously, what can come with that is interceptions and, and boneheaded plays, but that's not who Aaron Rodgers is. Um, this feels like one where uh, Rodgers could really break the slate. I don't see it for Ben. I do see it for Rodgers. What do you make of, of Rodgers and the Green Bay offense? Not to be a smart ass, but that's what I am. What game doesn't Aaron Rodgers have to put the Green Bay Packers on his back? I mean, really, uh, that team is nothing without him. The defense is bad. They have no running game. Uh, it's a shame that Rodgers has that knee injury where we can't see him be really the Aaron Rodgers. And I'm curious, Dan, after the bye week. Now, he mentioned before uh, that he wants to get rid of the uh, the big brace. But it may not have been possible. But such another knee injury is pretty bad. Two, even two weeks wasn't going to be enough to get the, that under control here. I agree with you. He's going to have to score. Uh, this game smells to me 42-34. Somewhere around that range. Yep. They just keep whoever has the ball last. I just think the Rams have a, a, a good enough defense where they'll stop Rodgers once or twice. I'm not so sure the Packers can ever stop Goff and Gurley. I think they can almost score at will here. This is why I think the Rams win the game here. But I think Rodgers is going to have a fantastic day. You know, Easily 300-plus yards. 400 wouldn't shock me. Three, four touchdowns? None of that surprises me here. You know, I just think the Rams are a better overall team here. You're starting Rodgers. I mean, you're starting Devontae Adams. Geronimo Allison's back. He's certainly in uh, wide receiver three flex range. Randall Cobb is back on the injury report. So I'm probably staying away from him unless I hear good things. He's the one guy I'm worried about here that is just not still not completely healthy here, even after the bye week. So he's the one guy I worry about the offense. I probably can't go with uh, MVS, uh, uh, Valdez Scanling, because I, I don't know. You know, now that Allison's back, I don't know how much run he's going to get. So probably going to pass on him. Jimmy Graham has to go, even though he's been disappointing this season. I'm not touching the running game. All right? I think Aaron Jones, like most of us, I think Aaron Jones is the best back there. But Mike McCarthy won't go with them. He keeps using Jamal Williams. And I get it. I get why he does that because Jamal Williams is much better in pass protection. And even though Aaron Jones is the best back, we're not talking Saquon Barkley here. We're just talking the best back on Green Bay. But you got to protect Rodgers. That's, that's where your money's made. That's where your, you know, your, your bread's buttered and all that crap. So uh, I get that. Uh, and that's, I just think, that, like I said, points are coming here. And they're coming, they're coming hard and fast. And I said, there's no way I'm not hitting this over-under. I, I see it. Yeah, I, 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 see, I just see a gigantic total here, a gigantic, gigantic score, um, one that uh, this is a fun game. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Not so much necessarily with the San Francisco Arizona game at the same time. So uh, I will uh, if I had three TVs going, I'd shut off the third TV so I didn't have to watch uh, the Arizona San Francisco game Two one in six teams here, George, that uh, are going nowhere fast. 
Maybe this is a week Josh Rosen gets it going, maybe, uh, against a, a poor San Francisco uh, defense, one that ranks near the bottom in most defensive categories on the year. Uh, overall, 23rd against the pass, 18th against Rush uh, over on Football Outsiders DVOA. Um, overall, is this, obviously there are some pieces here. I guess you're starting David Johnson if you have him, obviously. Um, but beyond that, like, what is this a game you even care about? What, what do you make of this one? Well, Dan, I have to care about it. You want to know why? Because you mentioned I have three TVs. Well, there's three games. Yep. Well, guess what? It'll have to be on one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those times where I wish there were more games at 4 o'clock, you know, because I wouldn't have to pay attention. Okay, uh, what are we looking at here? You're not starting Bethard. All right, uh, Breed is banged up. Uh, Raheem Mostert. By the way, Dan, did you see Matthew Berry's rant after week six? Uh, yes, I ended, you you had brought it up separately. I ended up going back and watching it, yes. That is the funniest thing I think I've seen all year. Uh, we've all been there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, one point, do I get that point? No, I don't get that point. Uh, I granted, I might have flipped out too. I mean, for those who don't know, uh, after, uh, in week six, Matthew Berry coming into that Monday night game, San Fran, Green Bay, needed point nine. So he literally needed one point from Alfred Morris to win, win his week. It's in the Scott Fishbowl, for those who are wondering. He doesn't come out and say it, but that's the league he's talking about. Uh, he needed one point to win that week, and he didn't get it. Morris only got one carry uh, in the game, and that carry ended up being called back. So he didn't get his point. So funny stuff, though. The rant is, is epic. It's, it's hilarious. So you should go watch it. You can Google it and I'll watch it if you want. Matthew Berry, epic rant, Alfred Morris. Uh, but I think most of it's going to play again this week somewhat. I don't. The bottom line is, is I don't want to touch any of the backfield, San Fran. I don't want Breida this week. I don't want Mostert. I don't want Alfred Morris. If Roger Craig comes back, I'm not starting him either. I'll pass. Ricky Waters, no. Uh, I still think it's going to be it's just too much spreading the ball around in the backfield. No, thank you. Marquise Goodwin, probably going to see a whole lot of Patrick Peterson. So that's going to limit what he can do this week. Uh, Pierre Garçon's likely out of the game. I am, bottom line is I'm not touching the San Fran offense. Another reason why I don't care about this game, because there's nobody to look for here. For Arizona, they uh, they fired the offensive coordinator. They're going with Byron Leftwich. Yes, the former quarterback. He can't do any worse. I mean, right. get the ball with David Johnson in space. This is not rocket science here. Okay, if you if the teams are loading up to stop him in the box and get him the ball in the flat, it works. Johnson catch the ball. He's really good at catching the ball, actually. You would think they'd be able to figure this out. And that's it. You know, I know that 49ers have a bad secondary, really bad. But I don't know if I can go Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk. They'd be low-end flex plays for me if you have nothing else. And you're looking for that, uh, you know, want to hit that lightning in a bottle. Kirk, I could see in a DFS. Once again, save some money there. Going to lower a lower end player here. Maybe he hits a big here, but it's just so hard to trust uh, Josh Rosen. It's hard to trust this offense right now, and you don't know what. I mean, you just don't know what Byron Leftwich is going to bring. Right, it's a, almost a complete unknown uh, because he's never done it before uh, and has a really bad offense. So it's not like he's getting installed uh, where there's some bad play calling and they just uh, philosophy change. Uh, this is an offense that is void of almost talent at almost every position other than running back and potentially quarterback. Uh, the jury's going to be out on Rosen for a while here simply because he doesn't have anyone to pass to and the offensive line is so bad. So... I'm staying away. Uh, obviously, ownership-wise can change that uh, to uh, David Johnson. Uh, maybe the change is enough uh, to make it work, but uh, plenty still uh, to get to here in our final game. We'll cover in the final segment, and we'll talk some DFS, and we'll talk some wagering 
Uh, as we close out the program here on a Saturday morning, Fantasy Sports Day, Dan Straver, George Kurtz, as always, tweet at us at FNTSY Radio. We'll be back with more. On the other side of this break, talking week eight in the NFL. Back after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. As we uh, count down the days to Halloween, George, are, uh, are the kids dressing up? Do the kids dress up still? Yes, they do, Dan. Yeah, my kids, uh, they enjoy Halloween. I have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. The 12-year-old's probably borderline done with it, but the uh, the 8-year-old still uh, loves it. I think uh, one's going as a unicorn or something like that. And, sure. uh The other one told me uh, what she's going as, and I, I don't remember, to be, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, they'll dress up, and you know we—I uh, live on a long block. We don't really only hit my block, but man, they bring home so much candy. I could open up a candy store, you know, with all yep. the candy they uh, they get. The greatest thing though is, I, well, this, this sounds terrible, but uh, my youngest has a peanut allergy—not a major allergy like some kids <laughs> have, which is unfortunately. Uh, but she has a peanut allergy, so you know I, we get all the candy at home. I go, oh nope, Dad's got to go through the candy, make sure everything's safe. You know, I go through the candy, and listen, the, of course I take the peanuts uh, candy out, but listen, I'm, I'm taking Kit Kats out, man. Twix is out, man. I love Twix and Kit Kats, man. These are mine. Nestle Crunches, oh, yeah, no, Dad's got to take these. Not good for you. So, you know, put them in a little bucket in the uh, the freezer so I can have my candy. That's uh, <laughs> it's amazing. I, I hear you, but I, I do the, the five-finger discount with my uh, uh, daughter's uh, Halloween bags for we sure. We all do it. I, Stop acting like you don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, exactly right. Um, I just enjoy the, the peanut allergy leading. To- Milky Ways. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, that is that's my that is my candy of choice. The Milky Way, the caramel and chocolate mix. Uh, can't go wrong for me. Um, so Milky Ways, Rolos, uh, all, all down the line there. Uh, we, I don't see many of- Rolos. We don't, we don't get many we Rolos. Don't get, you don't get Rolos from a, a Halloween thing. Uh, I guess it's the individually wrapped idea. You have to open up a package and then put them in so people don't really do it. Um, I do find our neighborhood here uh, in Massachusetts is uh, one that people get dropped off into from other parts of the city. So, like, you get people who are not from the neighborhood who get dropped off and then their parents meet them on the other side sort of deal. Um, And they walk through. Uh, We have hordes of children running around. Hordes. Uh, And a lot of the parents walk around with coolers behind them drinking the whole way. Uh, So (laughs) it becomes a What are they drinking, Dan? Uh, hot, hot apple cider, George. Hot apple cider the entire oh. way. Um, we're not talking adult beverage? Oh, we're talking adult beverages. Lots and lots of adult okay. beverages. That, that, that's what I'm asking here. Uh, yeah, you know what we get here that annoys me? Uh, we actually get these parents, and uh, I, I mean, how lazy are you that'll follow their kids in a car? 
Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because you can't get off your ass and walk with them? I mean, wow. I, ex- this is, amazes me. Halloween may be the most exercise I get all year while looking around. <laughs> um, anyway, let's finish out uh, the four o'clocks here. Minnesota uh, and uh, New Orleans, four, two and one for Minnesota, five and one for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this game is at a 52 open there and has stayed there. But we've seen some line movement from the individual team totals. New Orleans went up to 26.5 from 24.75. And the Vikings have dropped to 25.5 from 27.25. Uh, minus two and a half favorite for the Vikings. Vikings. This is uh, a game, obviously, uh, that we could see a breakout for for the Vikings, uh, for uh, some big offensive totals for the likes of Kirk Cousins and Thielen and Diggs uh, and uh, even some of the other Kyle Rudolphs of the world. Uh, what do you got here? Uh, it seems like a go for everybody, at least from the Vikings side. Uh, well, this is a game of the day as far as the NFL game, but it's the night game. Um I do think there's some revenge factor here. I think New Orleans is still pissed at uh, what happened last year. Uh, Marcus Williams making the, 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 the horrific, one of the worst players in the NFL history, in my mind, as far as the route he took or the ankle he took to, t- to tackle Stephon Diggs. He didn't even need a tackle. Just push him out of bounds. Just hold him up. I mean, uh, oh, it's a terrible, terrible way not to go to uh, the championship game there. But anyway, I do, so I do think there's some revenge factor here. I think New Orleans feels like they got ripped off, that they got robbed, which they, they did. Uh, Kamara and Ingram. Uh, Minnesota is one of the best teams in the NFL at stopping the run. I think they'll be able to keep Ingram in check here. Uh, Kamara is still starting, of course. Ingram comes into low-end running back two territory here. So be careful there. Uh, obviously, you're starting Breeze. You're starting Michael Thomas. Can you go any further than that? You know, Traquan Smith, Cam Meredith, Ben Watson. My answer pretty much is no All for all three here. You may have to. You know, but if, uh, I think I'm looking for uh, in other directions if I can, which is, the, uh, of course, the answer for most of these uh, questions here. It depends on who else you have on your roster. We just tell you guys that we'd rather not start. I don't see big gains coming from any of them. Cam Meredith barely targeted last week. Traquan Smith was okay, and I like Traquan Smith long term. You know, I, I do. Ted Ginn's uh, out. He's on IR, so I do think there's going to be some run here, but uh, not this week. I think we're looking to get back in that dome here, get uh, New Orleans back at home. For Minnesota, no uh, Dalvin Cook again. Latavius Murray is a play. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. Kyle Rudolph not having the year we expected with Kirk Cousins. We talked about that earlier, but probably still a start here. And Thielen and Diggs are always a start. Minnesota's really an easy team. You know, you're starting the, you're starting the starters. You're play, they're always in there. There's really not a lot of Oh, do I start this guy or not this guy? No. You start Diggs. You start Thielen. You start Rudolph. You start whichever running back uh, is starting. And Cousins, each and every week. They're really an easy team to, uh, to analyze here. You're always starting those guys. They put up points. Uh, I, I have to apologize. Uh, I skipped over potentially the worst game of the slate, uh, which is the Colts and Raiders. No, you didn't. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, second worst day, but it's not, not the worst day. We got the worst game. We covered that uh, really well. What I, I guess uh, quickly here, anything from that contest uh, worthwhile to talk about? I mean, I think if you're a Raider fan, right? I feel bad for Raider fans, which I know is an oxymoron because most of them are complete assholes. But uh, I feel bad for them because the Raiders aren't playing for Oakland. They're playing for Vegas. They're playing for when they're moving to Vegas. I mean, uh, all the moves they made are for, you know, because they're rebuilding a couple of years down the line. They want to be a good to great team, or at least the team that's on the rise when they go to Vegas. You know, and it's uh, this team, I don't know who wants to play for this team right now. You know, as far as the, the players on the team, they got to be disillusioned with what Gruden's doing. You know, we, Gruden caught a lot of flack anyway because 
you know, the, the break, you know, how long he'd been out of the NFL for. And now he's proving that, wow, eh, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But it's going to be a few years. And most of the guys on, these, on this roster have to know, I'm not going to be here when this team turns it around. I'll be gone. Uh, all right, fantasy-wise. Carr, I'm not starting Carr. Coming back from the elbow injury. Uh, the run game, Lynch is gone. I think he's gone for the year on IR, growing surgery. He's done. Uh, Jalen Richard, Doug Martin. In a PPR league, I'd rather have Jalen Richard. He was catching four to six passes anyway. And now you throw in that uh, with all the other moves here, I think he gets targeted more, gets a few more carries. Doug Martin, any running back with the pulse has value, so you're picking him up if you didn't already. You, you know, you pick, even if you're not starting this week, you still pick him up. But I'm not expecting much from uh, the muscle hamster. Uh, not really. Uh, running back three, flex play here if you got to plug him in. But really not much that I'm looking for here at all. The passing game, yeah, Jordy Nelson gets a bump. Uh, Noah Mari Cooper, someone's got to catch the ball there. Uh but Nelson is not the wide receiver he was with Green Bay. If he, if he was, he'd still be in Green Bay. So good luck facing the uh, the defensive coverage, the number one cornerback. But, yes, he's uh, he's going to get targeted more because they have no choice. I do like Jared Cook for the same reason. Got to move the ball. I think it might be easier to move the ball to Cook than it will be to Nelson. But other than that, this offense is going to have some problems, to put it nicely. Andrew Luck is fine for Indianapolis. He's back to being the Andrew Luck of all, throwing the ball. Definitely with more strength down the field here. Still not, I don't think he's all the way back yet, but I'm confident starting Andrew Luck in this game. Marlon Mack, he's not a running back one, but he's a, a strong running back two. Uh, T.Y. Hilton goes here. We talk about Jack Doyle. He returns. And in past years, I mean, he's a no-doubt starter. You know, Luck has been his BFF. Likes to throw the ball to uh, Jack Doyle. But Ebron's played so well. You know, so what do we think is going to go on here? Generally, in these situations, Dan, I prefer not to start the guy coming off uh, the injury of a long-term injury first game yep. back. I want to see what he can do, generally. You know, I'm not so sure you're going to be able to do that once again. It's tight end here. But if I had a choice, I'd play Ebron, sit Doyle. But they're both, they both now might cannibalize each other, and that's a problem. All right, uh, let's run down some uh, DFS and any uh, wagers you're, you're completely on here as we close out the show in the final few minutes here. Uh, quarterbacks, uh, I, I said before I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, then you do start to look down uh, cheaper. Uh, Rodgers is expensive on DK at 6400 comparatively to the rest of the field. Uh, Baker Mayfield, or as George called him earlier, Bayfield uh, is uh, on my radar here at 5,700. Again, uh, got some garbage time or at least some fourth quarter stats last year, uh, last week that really evened him out and, and made for a positive week. Uh, what do you got? I, I Honestly, quarterback's not one I'm overly comfortable with. It may be a lot of last position in or just seeing what cash I have left over, depending on what stacks I'm going with. You know, Bayfield could be like a, a new TV show. Forget Baywatch. We can have Bayfield taking place high. We're in the cornfields. <laughs> Uh, you know, having uh, <laughs> s- scarecrows. That's what it would be all about scarecrows, scaring the crows away from the fields and how their job oh, is so tough. Man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all set for a Hollywood life. Okay, uh, DFS quarterbacks. Like I said, I have a hard time not starting Mahomes, Dan. I mean, it's tough when this guy's getting four touchdowns a week. You know, there are other guys who are going to have big weeks. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Andy Dalton. But still, Mahomes, what he adds to this team, I don't know if I can't not start him in my number one league. I mean, I'll, I'll be playing, you know, 10, 15 lineups, whatever it is. I'll have a whole bunch of quarterbacks. But as far as the, my number one lineup, I think I'm always positive it's going to have Mahomes in it. I just don't see how I can't do it. Unless you're going to convince me because Denver stood him down the first time, they'll be able to do it again. I just don't know if that's possible. Uh, my number two guy is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. But I said I like Goff, too. 
the 6,000. I think he's going to be, have a, a great game here. My only worry there is, as I'm going to say it again, is this the Todd Gurley week, where Todd Gurley is getting three rushing touchdowns, which takes away the damage that Goff can do. Uh, yep, I think that makes for a good analysis, and I, I, I guess Ben should be in my mix here uh, a little bit more than I've discussed, but I, I just don't see it as a, a huge week for Ben Roethlisberger, uh, especially at that price point. Running backs, uh, Todd Gurley, obviously. All right, running backs. Todd Gurley, uh, just like Mahomes, uh, I just said it. Uh, every week seems to be a Todd Gurley week. He's getting three touchdowns a week, two to three touchdowns a week. I have to go with him. It's 9,800 on DraftKings. I get it. It's expensive. I do. This is why uh, earlier in the show, when we were talking with Kenny from Philadelphia, and he brought up Herndon, this is why Herndon could make some sense. Because if you're going to spend 7000 on Mahomes, if you're going to spend 9800 on Gurley, you got to save somewhere. You know, your DST is only going to save you a certain amount of money. If you go with someone like Herndon, you know, who is not, I don't think he's a terrible play. I get it, he's not a top tight end. nowhere near a top tight end. Overall, he's probably ranked uh, in my rank. I think you had him at 24. So he's ranked, not even barely ranked as a tight end two in 12 team leagues. But there's no one else to throw to there for the Jets. It's just Jermaine Curse. Right? And really, Herndon may be the number two target there. Maybe you get lucky. Yes, it's a dartboard throw, but maybe you get lucky and he gets in the end zone. So I'm not against someone like uh, Herndon here if you're going to go with Gurley here. Barkley at 8,800, uh, I'm staying away from. I'm looking at DraftKings, by the way. I'm staying away from Barkley at 8,800. You can certainly talk about Connor at 7,500. You know, Joe Mixon, I like at 7,300. Tampa Bay is destroyed on defense. Either they they weren't very good to begin with, and now they've suffered several injuries here. He's someone I could look at here. Carry on Johnson, I, I like the guy. 5,300, but I'll say it again. <laughs> the lack of touchdowns. The fact that Blunt's going to steal some. You need Johnson to run in 12, 14, 15-yard touchdown to get a touchdown. Longer touchdowns, or else Blunt's going to steal him. He's going to vulture him. Hard to trust him. I do like Philip Lindsay, 5,200. Uh, yes, I think Denver will be trailing. But Lindsey's not that kind of back. He's going to catch balls out of the backfield. They'll use him. I don't like Booker as much this week, but I do like Lindsey for that reason. I like Nick Chubb at 4,700. So I think Nick Chubb's a play this week. I think that could be well. Dan, who are you liking at running back? I think it's uh, a mix here. James Conner is somebody that I talked up before. He's expensive, though, so that's tough to sell. Tariq Cohen. And I, I think you do get down to uh, someone like Richard out there for uh, Oakland as a potential play. You may mention when breaking down the game just from the target perspective. Uh, and 4200 is very palatable price point there. Don't forget, coming up uh, next here on FNTSY, it's college football today. Joe Lissy and Rich Simonello. And uh, they will have Marshall Falk on the program today. So uh, should be a fun one over there starting at 10 a.m., running up to 1 p.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So stay tuned for that at the top of the hour. Uh, George, let's close it out. Talk some wide receivers. Who do you got uh, for wideouts as some of your top plays? The wide receiver is, uh, if I want to look for a position to, ch- uh, to save money on, it will certainly be wide receiver because I think you can you can find some guys deeper down. Listen, I'd like to get Tyree Kill at 8,600, but I'm not going to pay for that. Antonio Brown's 8,500. 80, I'd love A.J. Green. I mean, I love them all. Devontae, Devontae Adams, out of all the top guys, he's probably the guy I'm looking at because I think Green Bay is going to throw all day. And I'll save, you know, the five six hundred dollars and go with Devontae Adams at 7,900 here. Uh, Smith-Schuster, 7,400, I like. Lower-end guys, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 6,500. You know, I, I have no problem going with him. Uh... 
I am, I'm not going with someone like Funches or Baldwin. I don't like their matchups. So even though they're cheaper, I'm I'm going to stay away from there. I mentioned Tyler Gabriel earlier. I forget who the caller was. I think it was Art from Tampa Bay. Uh, 5,100. Allen Robinson's banged up. Hamstring may or may not play or may just not be the same play. If he is playing, maybe more of a decoy even that. He's someone I'm going to look at there because I just like what he can bring here. 5100 I think, is a, a pretty nice price. Jordy Nelson. <laughs> we talked about it earlier. No one else to throw to there. They're going to be trailing. Yep. 4700 He's someone I will look at uh, for that reason. I mentioned Christian Kirk. If you want to save something here, you know, it's not – so much him as it is that secondary is terrible. 4,500. Curse is 4,300. So I will look at him as well. Uh, I would throw uh, Godwin into the mix here as a cheaper value at 4,500. Uh, Sutton from Denver, I think, has the upside at 3,800 as well uh, to be a, a home run threat in, in the week. Uh, obviously, getting more and more targets and uh, potential. Uh, Demarius Thomas gets dealt uh, as this season, uh, as the trade season comes to a close on Tuesday. So I think you're going to see Cortland Sutton get more and more targets uh, as the year goes on. Tight ends, uh, always you have Zach Ertz and then you have everybody else. Um, when it comes to uh, the, Flor- uh, the Florida game, the, the London game, I don't know where my brain just went. Uh, when you have the England game there, uh, you have Ertz. Uh, but uh, from the tight ends on the slate, there's not a ton to love, uh, so I would really just try to find someone cheap. You know, you heard uh, Kenny ask about Herndon before. Uh, that's a potential upside play at 2800 And Hireman, I think, for Denver uh, is intriguing me a bit more as uh, I look through here at 2600 So, uh, George, uh, great stuff as always. As I said, don't forget, coming up next, uh, college football today. Uh, Marshall Falk will be on with them, so you want to st- uh, stay tuned uh, with Joe Lissy and Rich Simonello. Uh, getting you ready for college football leading up to uh, noon kickoffs and uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. here on the East Coast for that show. Uh, week 8 will be a fun one. Maybe not the, the marquee matchups that we've seen week over week, but uh, there are some fun games to sit down and watch as we take it all in. George, any final thoughts on week number 8? Just remember, everybody, we have the early England game again, the early London game. Was at 9.30 a.m. Eastern start? Set your lineups. That's going to do it for our radio program here on this Saturday morning. George and I are with you every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. for Fantasy Sports Today. At George Kurtz, at Dan Stravard on Twitter, and of course, at FNTSY Radio. Appreciate everybody listening. Stay tuned for College Football Today. We'll be back with you next week on Fantasy Sports Today, Saturday edition.